Welcome to Kill the Lights, More Than an Athlete. I'm your host, Chad Hall. In this 12-episode podcast series, you'll hear from the source. You'll hear from 12 different Piedmont University athletes about their plans following college athletics. Follow along with this series and see how they're more than an athlete. Welcome back to Kill the Lights. More than just an athlete, I'm your host, Chad Hall, and joining me today on the show is senior baseball player at Piedmont University, Nathan Boyce. Nathan, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm, I'm, it's going. It's going, that's for sure. Nathan, we're going to get started with probably the most pressing question that I ask most um, guests on the show, and I need to un- understand why you came to Piedmont University in the, per- in the first place. So for me, the reason why I came to Piedmont was, I mean, first and foremost, it was baseball. Mm-hmm. That was what made me even know that this college even existed because before then, I didn't really even know that this one was up here. Mm-hmm. My family did because my brother actually came to a showcase here. But for me, it was obviously I came to a camp. They liked me. So I was like, okay, let me maybe pursue this college a little bit, see what it's about, see what kind of majors they have. They had majors that I was interested in. Mm-hmm. So I was like, at that point, I also didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I was like, I, that math sounds interesting, so let me try sure. and do that, and okay. I'll figure out something to do from there. So that's what really got me here, and then once I got here, I just, I didn't think that I was going to like how small it was, but I actually ended up loving how small it is, because mm-hmm. it, it keeps me focused, keeps me out of trouble. Yeah. So that's the reason why I ended up coming here. That's yeah, And that's a big thing. I think that's a... That's a huge reason for most people who decide to come to Piedmont is because of the size. And I think it's I think it's interesting. So what your major is mathematics, correct? My undergrad was, yes. Undergrad you're in you're I'm in grad school? Now. Yeah. Okay. So what are you doing for grad school? Uh business administration. Okay, cool. Um so that that leads me to, directly into my next question. Have you begun thinking about what's next after athletics? Yes. What I want to do is something in the business analytics field, the okay. data analytics field, because, I mean, that's – once I chose math, I knew that there were so many different fields that I could go into, so it was a matter of determining what I wanted to do. And then once I took my statistics class here, that's when I realized that I I really like stats. I really like looking into numbers, making graphs, making uh, charts, pro- regressions. Mm-hmm. Just being able to determine different uh, bits of information based off what numbers tell me. Okay. Well, and it's just, it's interesting being able to see what that does. So that's what I'm trying to get into now. Sure. And have you, I, I think it's interesting that you say you you enjoy dealing with numbers because after all, baseball is all about numbers. So have you ever, have you considered that as a potential possibility? I mean, it's, it's a potential possibility, but okay. it's not like... That's my only option of, like, I want to go into sports. I mean, if I do go into sports, that'd be awesome. Right. I'd love it. I'd be able to talk about my job 24-7, right. all days of the week, every day of the year. But I know that, that feel is a little bit limited, so it's more of I just want to have job security in mm-hmm. what I do, which I know that doing math, I am going to have job security because, let's be honest, nobody wants to do math, really. There's not very many people, and there's a high demand for it. You're not wrong. So... For me, that's kind of the thoughts is the wanting to go into that field. Okay. So when when are you done with your master's program? 
I can be done with it as early as this upcoming fall, but I probably will kind of push it out a little bit mm-hmm. until the spring because just to try and maintain the full-time student so I'm not required to pay my student loans yet. No, there you go. You got. It seems like you got it figured out. So um, is this your, your last season of baseball coming up? This will be my last season. Man, that's sad. just don't want to have to pay to be on campus anymore. It's too expensive. It is too expensive. But, um, Nathan, my next question for you is, do you have any current job offers on the table? But if you don't, is there a desired destination for you after graduation? I don't have any job offers on the table right now. I am – actively searching especially on linkedin sitting applying trying to get interviews to places Mm -hmm. so i'm just trying to figure out a way to get my foot in the door my brother did say that he might be able to get something lined up with me for a uh a job at bridgestone golf okay which is actually they have a a factory plant like base Mm -hmm. that's in covington which is about 20 minutes 20 30 minutes from my house that's not bad and that's my destination is I want to be able to stay home. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the same thing. That my my brother didn't really do it because he got married straight out of college, but my sister did it, mm-hmm. stayed at home a couple of years. I mean, paid a little bit of rent to the parents, but it's, yeah. it's a lot cheaper than staying in an apartment. Yeah, and it saves you a lot of money in the mm-hmm. long run. So I, mean, I think it's interesting. A lot of people have had huge aspirations to, like, move right out of college and – pursued their career field and it's interesting that you want to stay home i think it's important that people understand what that means to someone and i mean in this case it seems like that's your set that's exactly what you want to do and i think i think it'd be interesting so you say you say bridgestone golf do you have a history with golf i love golf okay (laughs) i love playing it's probably something that i'm gonna pick up once i'm done with baseball because i gotta have something gotta have something to to help uh the competitive fire Mm -hmm. and that's really good because i don't have to be competitive with someone else i get to be competitive with myself okay i'm always trying to to be better Mm -hmm. because it's not like there's no team aspect to it it's not like i can do the best i can someone else screws up we lose it's uh i do the best i can we win or we do really good or Mm -hmm. I play bad, we do bad because the, the we is me. Yeah, and for it. I listen, I've wanted to get into golf for a while, but let me tell you, I'm not very good. Oh, it is frustrating. It first. is frustrating. And just the learning curve to get into the sport is it's ridiculous. But so you love golf. Are you currently working in the golf industry right now? I've actually worked at a couple golf courses as like okay. my little part-time jobs to have spending money. I started working at the Gwinnett course because of Brittany Goen mm-hmm. back in like the winter of 2020. And I've worked summers and winters ever since then. And I'm actually working right now at the private course that's up here that the golf team plays at. Oh, okay. That's awesome. So I can get some free golf and spending money. And there you go. That's all that you need. And I think it's, it's interesting. It's, I, I love the fact that the part-time job has come into your life and it's kind of fueled your fueled your fire to go into the same industry but as a real job instead of just a part-time job i think that's interesting so nathan let me ask you this have you had any unique opportunities outside of athletics since you've been at piedmont like internships externships anything in that realm not really because i didn't fully know what i actually wanted to do Mm -hmm. until basically my junior year was ending 
Okay. And then I didn't do, on my own part, I didn't do too good of a job looking my senior year to try and find inter- internships or anything. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really have too many opportunities that I I know I could have had, but I just didn't look for them well enough. Yeah, and if you don't know where to look, it's kind of hard to find those opportunities too. That's what I've found. Um, but, I mean, now that you kind of understand where you want to go, it makes your life a little bit easier. And having those aspirations of, what I want to do, where I want to end up. I mean, it, it definitely helps you, especially you don't have to focus on it entirely too much because now you can just focus on school because you have that outlook of what you want to do. So we'll transition back to athletics real quick. I have to ask you, what is your favorite Piedmont sports memory? It can be from your team and another team on campus. I think, I think, I think I know your answer. I mean, it's probably the conference tournament this past year just as a whole. Either that or the Lynchburg game this past year, my senior year. Because in the Lynchburg game, I threw four innings, closed out the game. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, this, the feel and the like atmosphere of the game, it felt like a regional game. There was tons of fans there getting into it, especially at the end of the game when I uh, – when I struck out the second guy in the ninth after going down 3-0, mm-hmm. going back and I didn't hear it in the moment, but going back and watching the video of that at bat, just hearing the like, I mean, we don't have the biggest crowd in the world, but we we have a pretty good sized crowd for a D3 game. Oh, yeah. And it's a Friday night game against a ranked opponent, high tensions, and the crowd just kind of erupts when it happened. But then also, so I really like the Lynchburg game, and then I also really like the the conference tournament this past year. For one, we won it. That's right. the first time we've done that since I've been here. So just the feeling of getting the dog pile. And two, just the amount of energy that our dugout had the entire conference tournament. I always joke around with uh, Jackson Randolph and Cruz mm-hmm. about how it felt like every time I was coming off the field after an inning, they were about to come t- come get me off the field and carry me off the field. Like they were coming out ready to tackle me and celebrate. They were – you come off the field and they would be right up at the foul line like they're allowed to be mm-hmm. right there just screaming their heads off and it's entertaining yeah um, d3 athletics are are special mm-hmm. i think and I, and a lot of people i mean let, let's face it a lot of people don't look at d3 athletics like we look at d3 athletics and it's sad but i have to i have to get a little bit more information so what does your major in mathematics, what does that mean? Like, can you can you break that down like piece by piece, like to the best of your ability? So I would say that it meant I really wanted to challenge myself for sure. Uh, yeah, because there were definitely nights where I was on the phone with my mom, going, "I don't know if I am smart enough to do this." Mm-hmm. I vividly remember my junior year thinking I screwed up. I'm going to need to change my major. This is not going to work because I don't think I'm going to pass this class and I have to have this class to graduate, Mm. which interesting enough, that class was probability and that class actually plays into statistics and that's what I want to do. But that class was a little bit different. It was just, that was an extremely difficult class for me. Okay. And, uh, I mean, yeah, I like I like the challenge of doing it, Mm -hmm. but it was also just, I knew that I would have many fields that I could go into. And plus I was always just, good at math it's kind of always been my thing I was the kid in elementary school that had like mental breakdowns because of t- 
teacher was telling me to show work, and I'm like, I, I don't know how to show the work. That's the right answer, isn't it? Yeah, I'm the first one to turn it to. in. Yeah? Yeah. Like, it didn't seem necessary to me. They're like, you're going to have to show your work. I'm like, no, I don't. There's the answer. Yeah. Does that still does that still apply in college? Yeah. Oh, no. Not anymore. No? So, you can if you know it, you know it, pretty much. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So, I know that there's the required math courses for everyone, right? Um, in like general education. So that's, that's basically statistics or pre-calculus for us regular students, right? Um, I, you have to take both of those, correct? You have to take pre-calculus and statistics. I actually didn't take either one of them. I took an upper level statistics class. Oh, so you didn't take like the I didn't take elementary stats and I didn't oh, take man. pre-calculus. They just... They threw me in. They said, you're too smart to be in pre-calc. You got that as a prerequisite. You're starting in calculus. So then that means that your test scores, like on the uh, college entry exams, like the SAT, ACT, must have been pretty high. Somewhat. Okay. (laughs) That tells me everything I need to know. High high enough for Zell Miller. We'll say that. Okay. Well, hey, congratulations to that. And you still have that to this day? Or do, do they cut it off at Uh, four years? Well, no, I had it for four years, but that's Mm -hmm. all it lasts for. Oh, okay. Well. Hey, I mean, that that helps you out in the long run because student loans aren't going to be that bad. Well, student loans are bad, right? Those would be better than average. Oh, yeah, exactly. So, I've, man, now you, you're, making, you're making me seem like the odd man out. But it's, I think it's, it's fascinating. I think that as a field, like I, I know somebody who was in applied mathematics, but mathematics just in general, I mean – it, it's not easy, is it? Mm, no. Not at all. It's been rough? Yeah, yeah, very rough. So I'm sure once you finished, it was kind of a sigh of relief. Yes, yeah, so once I got done, it was like, okay, thank goodness I don't have to learn this anymore. Mm-hmm. Now I can just get into a field and focus on that bit of math and mm-hmm. just push the rest of it to the back of my brain, which I'm sure I'll do. Yeah. Right now it's still kind of fresh, but okay, it's slowly going to the back of the brain. So here's the pressing question in my mind. Have you used the Pythagorean theorem since you learned it in like high school, did yes. you use it at all? You did. Yes. So it is. It is useful to understand yeah. it. I used it both in in my classes and in real life. Wow. How about that? An example being how far it is the distance is from home to second base. Oh yeah, ninety feet. It's ninety feet. Ninety feet. So it's the Pythagorean theorem because it's a right angle. Ah, interesting. I never looked at it that way. Yeah. I've just always known that it's ninety feet to every bag. Yeah, but yeah. the second it's like. 127 or 128 or something. Really? Point something. Really? Yeah. Huh. Nathan, you're making me think, and I don't know if I'm ready for it. So we'll, we'll get back into what this is all about. So for my capstone project, I'm focusing on Division three student-athletes and the stigma and stereotypes surrounding them. Since you're a firsthand, you've experienced this, do you believe that there are stigmas and stereotypes surrounding Division three student-athletes? Yes, I do believe that. Can you elaborate on that? I believe that people don't want to go D3 because of the label that goes on it. Sure. They're, some of them are more like D1 or D2 or bust. They don't want mm-hmm. the, the smaller school because they think that it's, one, not as much fun, not as much funding, which I don't know about – other sports but i know for baseball we are very very well funded for a d3 school 
we have it very well off. We have great boosters, great like donor programs where there's plenty of money getting poured into our program. Mm-hmm. So we don't have to worry about the the type of feeling that we're getting. I've been told by someone that plays Division One baseball or played Division One baseball that they give us as close to an, a D one experience that they can mm-hmm. with traveling, especially. I mean, we don't we're not traveling across the country every time we turn around, but we're on charter buses every single week. We right. have pretty much anything we can ask for. We have food on trips. We have meal money on trips. We have just. I mean, we're kind of spoiled. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. <laughs> And I think at Piedmont as a whole, I think all athletic programs have a very good experience just because of what Piedmont offers to us. And, I mean, why not D3, right? Yeah, I know that's kind of like the whole mantra of Division Three mm-hmm. sports and athletics is talking about, like, why not D3? Because people just don't give it the chance. They're, mm-hmm. They also don't realize – I've seen, like, a graph before of – the way that at least baseball is throughout the divisions, you have like you have your division one that will say covers up fifty percent of the graph, and then you have D two which covers up like the exact middle fifty percent. Okay. You have twenty five percent of division two teams that are as good, if not better, than the bottom twenty five percent of division one teams. Yeah. There's some D three teams that are actually better than some D one teams. Yeah, and I believe when you sit that. there and you you put them up like face-to-face against each other, I genuinely believe that there are D1 or D3 teams that can be D1 teams. I mean, look at it the other night with the, the basketball team. I was just about to say The that. basketball team literally just lost by two points and had a very good chance of winning yeah. against Coastal Carolina, which yeah. is a D1 program that, if I'm not incorrect, I think they have been to March Madness in the past couple of years. I'm sure. So it's not like they're a, a bottom feeder Division One team either. They're middle of the road and – our basketball team went toe to toe for them. Yeah, I mean for forty minutes for, for the whole game. Yeah, had the had the lead for a good bit of the game. Mm-hmm. Started to lose, and at that point, when you see a basketball team start to lose and they're a smaller school like that, you're like, here it goes. They're not coming back, and they it got down to like six, and yeah. they said, mm, no, we're coming back. Yeah. We're we're still in this. It's not over. I don't think I've ever seen a Division One team be so excited to beat a Division Three team before. I have not either. Yeah, and. uh I mean, just the, that says a lot. Yeah. Right. So, when when considering student athletes and the bad rap that some student athletes get, right? They don't go to class. They're dumb. This and that. Do you think that exists at Piedmont? Uh, I wouldn't say that it exists like as a whole. Mm-hmm. Are there the bad apples? Sure. Yes. There's bad apples in anything in the world. You're gonna have issues with people that are just lazy. Right. But I would say here, it's a lot less easy to get away with that. Like at a Division One school, you're going to have people going to your classes for you, give, doing your tests for you. Here, it's you're – they really – in D3, they stress the student mm-hmm. athlete. They stress yep. the student first. I mean, our average class size is what, 12, 13 people? If that. In a class. And that's right. in the – that's when you're averaging in, like you have your gen eds to where you'll have 20 and then I know yeah. for my major classes, once I got into my major, we were lucky to have five. Yeah, It was like four to five people in every single class. You knew everybody. The professor knew you personally. You could go to their office, talk to them. You didn't even have to be about whatever it was about. They would just go in there and talk with you. Yeah. But they also, if you were to miss class, they're going to know. It's a four to five person class. It's yeah. not like you're going to hide in the back. 
So they would sit there and they'd be like, hey, you weren't in class today. Like, everything good? Are you sick? Like, yeah. What's going on? And they just want, they want to make sure that you're here to get your education, that you can do it to the best of your ability. Yeah. And, I mean, that that's that's a common theme, too. I think that professors are very interested in what the athletes are doing, and especially academically. And I think that's the big thing that a lot of people don't understand um, that – aren't necessarily student athletes they don't understand that professors actually care about the athletes and they think that they're just regular people too and i think that's the biggest thing of being more than just an athlete so nathan i think that's all the time that we have all right well i appreciate you being on the show and tune in next Friday and you'll hear from junior men's lacrosse player Dylan Prevy. Thank you for listening to this episode of Kill the Lights, More Than an Athlete. This 12-episode podcast series features comments from 12 different Piedmont University athletes about their plans after college. New episodes are posted every Friday evening at 6 p.m. wherever you get your podcast.